welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so far away because I'm getting a towel for Carly and her terrible leaky drink. I'm Elaine. (laughs) I'm Carly. I'm John. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy, like the fantasy that Tony will get his note correct today. Oh, Ooh, get it right, I have drama and romance. We got a little drama unfolding. I have though. comedy. No, you don't. <laughs> today he does. I have comedy. It's a comedy action adventure. There's a lot of adventure in this one. Well, we take turns selecting from our movie genre movies that, in our opinion, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give them a second chance. What? Boom. He drops I, stuff I put my hand it. in front of his note. And he still pulled it off. <laughs> All right. And this week. you got to say this week. <laughs> on the podcast. It's John's pick. Very good, Tony. Thank you. It's um, 1984's Police Academy. I know what you're thinking. What the hell is Police Academy? Well, it's, it's a group of good-hearted but incompetent misfits enter the police academy, but the instructors there are not going to put up with their pranks. And shenanigans ensues. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Police academy. Not to be confused with police academy. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, eleven. <laughs> this they is made the, a couple sequels. They made this. This has quite the following. Um, it was one of the first franchises. Mm-hmm. Came out in nineteen eighty-four. Um, has a Metacritic score of sixty, excuse me, forty-one, mm-hmm. and a uh, six point seven out of ten here on the uh, IMDb. That seems kind of high, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, the director of this is Hugh Wilson, who may be known for this these quite magnum opuses as Blast from the Past, and he was also a writer on WKRP in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I remember that show. Nice. Um, but th- those he was writers for. He was a creator on a bunch of stuff, like a whole, whole lot of stuff. Uh, he wrote a bunch of screenplays. He's been in But not a big stuff. director? Not a huge director. He did Dudley Do-Right. He did Blast Pass. He did The First Wives Club. Oh, that's a good movie. Yeah. We've talked about that before. <laughs> Um, not a whole lot of stuff you've, you've seen. We have, and other than Police Academy, and he did some episodes of WKRP in Cincinnati. Okay. The writer's fist is Neil Israel, who wrote um, Bachelor Party, Look Who's Talking To, Real Genius. So other than Real Genius, some real turds? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bachelor Party's terrible. Bachelor Party is awesome. It's terrible. I'm so doing that movie like next. (laughs) It's terrible. Spoiler alert. Wait for locking it down. Next week, next month, Bachelor Party. Boom. Tom Hanks. Uh, so this is starring Steve Gutenberg. It's top billing. Steve the Gut- Goot. You may know from Cocoon mm. or um, Short Circuit. Short Circuit. Returning so welcome to back the, to the podcast, podcast from Short Circuit yeah. 2. Uh, he was also in Three Men and a Baby. And some movie that me and Tony were talking about earlier, but we couldn't think of the name of it, and I'm not looking it up. Don't tell her it's me. That's we'll what go with I that. Think. Don't tell her it's me. Also, welcome back to the podcast. We have G.W. Bailey from... Oh, Mannequin. Thank you. Sorry. And Kim Cattrall. And, well, I didn't get to her. We're still doing G.W. <laughs> Bailey. He was also in Police Academy 
two, uh, three, four, two, five, all of three. <laughs> Actually, he wasn't in all of them because no. the big bad was Captain Mauser or Commandant Mauser. He wasn't in two or three. Came back four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, also, Kim Cattrall, welcome back to the podcast from Sex in the City and Mannequin. There you go. And. Mannequin too. Big trouble in little Big trouble China. Oh, yeah. Hello. Wow. Can't also, remember in the last episode we were talking about sometimes the woman gets second billing even when yeah. she's more famous. In Mannequin, she got second billing and she had done a lot more stuff than the dude. <laughs> and Andrew McCarthy. Yeah. At that time, really. I think at Andrew, that time, I yeah. think he was bigger though. He might have been. He was been, pretty big because that was like his year. Yeah. You know, he had like two mm. years where he was. But uh, he might have been like he was in pretty of the time. Yeah. Yeah. She also got second billing in this one. I don't know if... Well, she def- She didn't deserve second billing in this. In 84, she wasn't that big of an actress. Yeah. She was by the time Mannequin came out. <laughs> no, but yeah, Mannequin was in years this? later. This was 84. This is before... she had. I don't think she had done a whole lot of notes. Yeah, this is almost she introducing... Gets, she had done Porky. She gets third billing in this, but she, she did not deserve it. Sorry. <laughs> well, she beat out Bubba Smith, who... Um, I don't really know who did much else. <laughs> He's a football player. Donovan Scott. Who's um, Leslie Barbara? Welcome back to the podcast from our what episode, Carly? Popeye. Your we favorite. did. We yeah, talked yeah. about that mm-hmm. actually when we were watching it. Tony was like, "I think that guy's in Popeye." <laughs> I also have he was castor oil. You have George Gaines, who's Commandant Lassard. Um from Punky Brewster. Punky Brewster. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that, that flew into my head. Uh, I was like, wasn't he on Different Strokes? No, he was on Punky Brewster. <laughs> Shit, I shouldn't say that out loud. <laughs> we have David hey, Graff. everybody had a crush on Soleil Moon Fry. Do now. <laughs> and I can't leave out the wonderful Michael Winslow. Also from... Spaceballs. There you go. He's got the bleeps, the deeps, and the creeps. The what, the what, and the what? You know, the beeps. Never mind. Right, sweet. <laughs> what did you think going in? Carly. I thought, I've heard of that, and I think I've heard of it because of Police Academy 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. <laughs> but I've never seen any of them. And that's just so. bad. Mm. I also thought they were 90s movies. <coughs> like, um, they were both. Like around the time, like Beverly Hills Cop and Lethal Weapon. Like, Beverly I Hills thought Cop it was also was... the 80s. Those are 80s movies. Oh, yeah. are they? Yeah. yeah. See, in my head, they're like 92, 94. No. Maybe like three, but <laughs> one and two were like mid 80s at best. Oh. Those are all 80s movies. All right. <laughs> See, I can't keep my decade straight. That's right. <laughs> all right. Um, Tony? I had not seen this in a long time, so I was kind of excited to see it again. It's one of those movies you I always want to go back to, but I just never think about it. So I was, I was like, cool, watch this again. Yeah. <laughs> Elaine? I thought, we had this box set. Do we still have this box set? It turns out, uh, no. Um, <laughs> we didn't it, so I think we, it didn't make oh, one of the purges. It didn't make but the cut. I was like, I haven't seen this in a really long time. I remember this being enjoyable. We'll see what I think at the end. All right, so here's some reviews. Here's one from Beth Wagstaff. An excellent film. I'll let you know if this is a good one or the bad one when I'm done. Okay. <laughs> this movie is awesome. I want all the police academies except for the Moscow one, which totally sucks. This movie is hot. Oslo, love Leslie Estabrook, is hot. Lucky that George Martin was in it. I highly recommend this 10 out of 10. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So that was the bad one? Yes. And what's funny about the bad one is I had a hard time finding a bad review of this movie, which I don't know if you, if Elaine's going to believe or not, but 
There was a really... There's a lot of reviews for this movie. I have a, th- I have a rebuttal and, after you think. You just read your review. I got a thing to say after it, though. Okay. Well, here's one. <laughs> Offensively bad, unfunny comedy. So many things to complain about and only about, have about a thousand words to do so. When this was released. The audience issued 2D glasses so they could see the characters in all their glory. She rambles on for a while and then says, Stay away from this movie at all possible. It's offensive, uh, mean-spirited, <coughs> and should not ever be watched. Wow. Yeah, that was uh, Janice Griffith. All right. From the IMDb trivia. This is one of the few films to which Robert Ebert gave zero stars. Damn! But it was also a very rare zero zero star review where Ebert didn't castrate the film for being depraved, immoral, or diseased, something which he made a point of doing in most zero star reviews, such as his review for Caligula, I Spit on Your Grave, or Death Wish 2. He just said it was a would-be comedy that not only had zero laughs, but didn't even try to make the audience laugh. I don't know, well, man. Like, I, don't... I have a rebuttal to that. I'm just saying, I thought and it was interesting in that this was in the My world. rebuttal to that is plain and simple. Um, whatever he says usually doesn't go because this movie had a $4.5 million budget and made $81 million. So evidently, no one listened to him. Another thing is, is like, and he could suck it. We've been talk, me and Carly at least have been talking about this a lot. A lot of eighty movie, a lot of eighties movies nowadays don't fly as well as you know they would have. Yeah. But this isn't that bad compared to some eighties movies. I don't know, man. Other than the rampant homophobia in this movie, and then there's a lot of hidden all of stuff. the boobs. What's wrong with boobs? <laughs> Who doesn't like boobs? There's, there's a boobs, whole. There's boobs hands? for no reason. <laughs> There's a whole movie, I mean movie, there's a whole true. month about saving the there's boobs. There's a lot of no reason boobs in this That movie. is true. That was something that um, no you that were in the 80s a lot. You would just get boobs in movies. Yeah. And perfect, and like PG, like PG movies, all of a sudden there'd just be boobs. Mm-hmm. Or maybe PG-13. I think that's where no, the PG... No, PG probably. But I think that's... Yeah, it's like, wasn't considered no, uh, but a like thing to make a movie PG-13 came about because there was PG movies that just had boobs in them. Hmm? I remember... And and there's I unnecessary know. boobs. What's movies, wrong with boobs? All 80s movies had boobs in them. Yeah. They just... Yeah, no one very, very unnecessary. <laughs> as far as I can see. All right. And I remember it was just, once it was seeing. I think it was a movie. It might have been a show where like this dude had sex with this younger girl, and then she did a cartwheel completely naked, like in his house. And I was like, "What in the hell is this?" And they're like, "Oh, it's just a naked lady." Like, <laughs> it was just a part <laughs> because of the... there was a time when naked ladies were all over the movie. It was just an eighties thing, like all those eighties movies, like the Weapon. What were all those eighties movies we just named? All of them had boobs. <laughs> I mean, what's Wrong with boobs. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with that. There's a whole month about saving the boobs. Save the tatas. Save the tatas. <laughs> Free the nipple. That's what I say. Free the nipple. Just because you want to see them. Hey. If we desexualize a... them, nobody would care. Right, like in Europe, that's not a big deal. <laughs> All right, so. The music starts. Sprinkle some fairy dust. And, and, and me and Carly mentioned, they get their money's worth out of this fucking theme because they play it like every 15 yeah. seconds they play this theme you're like wow it's like there's no other theme in this movie <laughs> every time they play music it's the same theme that's right I thought Steven Spielberg Tony was like movie. oh my god again alright so the music hits we get the logo for the Lads Company which is a subsidiary of Warner Brothers which means this is in the DC Universe nice <laughs> so this is a chance for a crossover with Batman Martha <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have text that reads that there's a new mayor, a woman, and she's allowing anybody to be a police officer, regardless of height, weight, sex. 
and there's a slew of new recruits hitting through the police academy. Mm-hmm. We see Tackleberry, who we don't know his name yet. That's a big deal for Elaine, but I don't care because everybody knows that's Tackleberry. I'm just saying the pubert name reveal was big. <laughs> well, the Tackleberry name reveal is huge, but I'm skipping it. He's on duty. He's a security guard, and he's looking for some action. He sees a guy, and he scares the bejesus out of him. And he's like, where are you going? Working late, Tackleberry. The police academy's lucky to have you. Carry on. They're all happy to see him go. Yeah. As yeah. he probably yeah, scares he's creepy. <laughs> the bejesus out of them on the regular. So now he's walking along, and all of a sudden he sees something. He's, he's got a little hair, and it sticks up, and it's itchy. He's like, what is this? He looks under the door, he sees some movement. So what any logical person would do, he kicks him in the door and starts cracking off rounds. Mm-hmm. Right there in the dark. Doesn't look, just starts cracking off. Turns the light on, and all of his friends are throwing him a going-away party. Luckily he missed. Yeah. I'm sure that they were wearing bulletproof vests because they know this dude. Yeah, not, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, that, that math checks out. <laughs> and, and Tack says, guys. And we cut to Mahoney. Some douchey guy in a white Trans Am pulls up. And uh, he tells him, hey, uh, lost full. And he goes, I don't give a shit. Park my car. And he starts calling him names. Mm-hmm. Mean names. No, mean spirited names. Like mm-hmm. Dinkle Breath and things like that. Yeah. So at this point, Mahoney looks at him and goes, is that a wig? Wig! He's wearing a wig! <laughs> oh, man. This douchey guy gets all upset, and his and Mahoney's boss comes over. He goes, what's the problem here? And he goes, this guy won't park my car. Well, the last full, sir. Go park his car. All right. Gets in the car, and he drives away. And they have a quick little back and forth, on the, the boss and douchey guy. All of a sudden, Mahoney's here, and he's on his transit, <coughs> and he's on two wheels. Yep. It's the Firebird, too. It's got the Phoenix on the hood. It damn sure it does. Cool. And he decides to slide this between two cars that are already <laughs> parked, but there's a little bit of space. So he lands one car on top of like a Volvo or something. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. And then would you do this to a fine piece of equipment like a Trans Am? Mm-hmm. No, not ever. This guy has 112 acting credits, including, welcome back to the podcast, he was in Short Circuit 2 okay. as Manic Mike, the douchey guy with the, the wig guy. Oh, Mr. wow. Wig. I was curious, so I was looking at his... Nice. Honestly, the whole time when they were like, park his car, even though... And he's like, there's nowhere to park it. Park his car. Uh, the whole time I thought, he's going to wreck the car. <laughs> yep. He also did this... Of course he's going to wreck the car. He did the screenplay to Return to Me with uh, Minnie Driver and David Duchovny. Why don't you love me, David Duchovny? Mm. <laughs> All right, so... And now we cut to Leslie, who's working at a photo fast. Let me set the scene here. This is what's called a one-hour photo. <laughs> Tony now, goes, I remember! <laughs> there was one down the street from my house. Now, kids used to take pictures on this thing called cameras. It looked a lot like this, you know, and there was actual film. You had to drop it off to be developed. And the one down the street from my house was as about a, as big as the one in this movie. The photo fast? It was really small. I took a class in high school on photography. And really? We had, to, we had to take our own pictures and make our own little cartridges. Did you have the dark room and all that I stuff? I took dark a class cool. in high school and learned how to work in the dark room. And wow, when you did it, why? I why? did it was not. Digital when you, I don't know, <laughs> oh, typing, just because of the art it, it of was photography. Something I took but mine, my- was, mine was a club that was sponsored by the gifted program in the city mm. and so it was like an evening and kids from different schools went and like all of our stuff was in like we had to go places and take photographs and then we came in and we processed the film oh in the class well mine was club. not like that i took mine my <laughs> senior year because i had to take something i got credit for it though yeah i got credit and they graded <laughs> us if we took pictures it was like take pictures of a tree all right <laughs> take a tree go develop it that's a tree I got an A. Do you know how I got an A? Because I took pictures of things. He said, go take a picture of a beach. Right. <laughs> it's an interesting class. 
it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I went to the Adam Third. You know what's not a lot of fun? Stealing a photo booth. So yeah. So Leslie's in there, and, like a camera, and these and these. It's pretty cool. Yeah, these pretty real cool. slime balls, mm. not class X like we have here. Yeah. Decide they're gonna give him a hard time, and he's for no reason. They take his little camera-shaped photo booth, put it on the back of a flatbed truck, and throw it off a bridge. <laughs> Why not? And it floats. And it floats. Luckily, if that was a piece of buttered toast, it would have fallen to- butter side down. But thank God that yeah. for Leslie Barber that it. Landed uh, camera lens up so that he was not upside down in the stuck in a photo. That have been the end of all of uh, castor oil. Yeah. <laughs> and for some reason, well, you know, oil floats on top of water. That's true. And for some reason, old castor oil here. He gets angry and goes, "You know what? This is the last time you guys would do it to me, because I'll tell you, it's no secret. Everybody knows I'm joining the police academy. Ha ha! What do you think about that?" As he floats away, <laughs> floats down. They're like, not much. I, like, I did like how they went across the street so they could see him on the other side. <laughs> we had to say, all right. And we're at the precinct now. We see Mahoney has been arrested. We don't know for what. Probably damaging some yeah, yeah. stuff. Property damage. He's going to see the. He's going to see the captain. But first, he has to sit down. I thought Mahoney was arrested because of what he did to that car. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't see that as a crime. But we don't know what the crime was. <laughs> I'm sure was. the people, the other, his boss, I'm sure the, the, I'm sure the Volvo that got landed on you. Yeah. <laughs> so, first he has to sit with Jones, and he asks him, hey, what'd you do? And he goes, let me show you. And he makes it sound like a machine gun. Yeah, he's got a little, like, somehow he has a portable PA speaker? system or something. I don't know. It might have been a thing in the 80s. Wrong. Yeah, I don't know. It might not even be a speaker. It might just be a little fake speaker that he uses. <laughs> Maybe. Now, this and other mysteries we'll never know. Hmm. All right, so we get, it's amazing, it's, like actual amazing. It's actually amazing. <laughs> so we're in the interview room now, and we learned that Mahoney's father is a friend of the captain, Captain Reed. Here, Captain Reed says, "You know what? I'm tired of this. I'm gonna put you in the county lockup." It's like the county lockup. Make a deal. I'm gonna send you to the police academy. Because police academy, I don't want to do that. He goes, "Well, police academy, the county lockup, but you can't quit. They can kick you out, but you can't quit. If you quit." You gotta go to jail. Gotta go to county. It's like, all right, fine. But could I bring my friend, Mar- Marvellus Jones? It's his He's personal like, physician. Fun fact Steve Gutenberg's real life dad was a New York City police officer. I did mm. not know that. And he wore one of his dad's old uniform shirts to his uh, audition. Oh. All right, so we cut to Spangler, who's leaving for the academy, but his wife doesn't want him to go. <laughs> Very much does not want him to go. So. After he gets in the car, she gives chase. And she's going through the backyards and she's going through sprinklers. I was like, she needs to go to the academy. (laughs) Holy fuck, that woman's in a robe. (laughs) Would you you like her to go to the police academy? It's actually (laughs) Fackler. Fackler, that's what I said. (laughs) Would you like her to go to the police academy, Carly? Because here's what I want you to do. I want you to go home and watch Police Academy 3. Because guess who goes to the police academy in Police Academy 3? Her. Mrs. Fackler. I bet she makes a damn good cop better than him. Well, well, she, you can't get much worse. <laughs> Let's she, be honest. She just clears fences, jumps in the yeah, pool, swims across it. Yeah, I was like, fuck, it. the wrong one of them is going. There's a backflip. You know what's funny is rolling. in the third one where she is in the academy, none of this. It's like <laughs> she does some straight up amazing shit. None of it makes the, the sequel. Aww. That's a bummer. So, anyway, she jumps on the hood, and he just keeps driving. What a, what a caring, loving husband. On the, on the interstate. If my wife was on the hood of my car and I was just driving away, <laughs> how would you feel about that? I'd be very All right. upset. <laughs> you might be dead. <laughs> how do we know that we're on the interstate? I'm glad you asked, Tony. Because we meet Karen, who's in a limo with her mother. Karen is Kim Cattrall. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to do this? 
this they're, this this meaningless. They're in a limo, right? They're in a limo, yeah. And, uh, and just then you see Fackler and his wife drive by. She says something like, "She's yelling I get, at him." I get to see people and meet people that I normally wouldn't get to, and then they drive by with the person on the hood. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're at the academy now, and there are several classes that look like they're already in session. This scene here reminds me of boot camp because it was kind of like when I got to boot camp. This is what it looked like. <laughs> How about you? All right. I never went to boot camp. <laughs> and we meet Blanks for the first time. Went to Blanks for the first time, and he sees the chief and wants to kiss up to him. Hello, how you doing? And who the hell are you? <laughs> Go away, you asshole! <laughs> <laughs> so the day uh, day one of the academy. The chief of police calls a new recruit an asshole. I, I miss the, the 80s. The 80s. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, you could just about say anything to anybody. They do in this movie. And they damn sure do. That they All do. right. So Jones and Mahoney arrive. Um, just then, Martin drives up in a car full of women. So Jorge? <laughs> George. Oh, sorry. George Martin. Hey, hey, we don't know those were horse. Jorge. <laughs> That's not funny. Mahoney well, sees this. They were his girlfriend. And is like, wow, I'm really impressed by this guy. Once they introduce himself, it's like, hey, well, those girls, uh, your, your girlfriends? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he goes, all right, let's get in here. So I go get myself kicked out of here. And Martin is like, you came to the police captain kicked out? It's like, yeah, you're an interesting guy too. I think we should be friends. <laughs> all right. So now we're in Lassard's office. The chief is there with Lieutenant Harris. And we get, uh, back in the old day, but it was the right height, weight, and color. This motherfucker said color. I actually cringe when he says, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, they ha- and it was dicks as far as the eye could see. Not dicks. Yeah. Johnson. Johnson. Actually, in the beginning Johnson's. of this movie, when the crawl went by, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, God. Oh, this movie is going to be awful, isn't it? <laughs> I forgot. I was like, holy shit, this movie has a crawl? I yeah, was I like, did too. So is this movie about how... Uh, People who are not in shape white men should not be police officers. I was like, is that what this movie is, Tony? <laughs> it's not, though. That's what, that's what I thought when the crawl went by. And then this conversation happens, and I'm like, oh, God, what did John get us into? <laughs> you know, I want to preface this. I hadn't seen this movie in years. <laughs> and I was looking for something after the Dutch fiasco. I was like, oh, what the hell? I don't know how this... Popped in my head, or I came across it. Because like, you oh, noticed it was free on Voodoo. That might have been it. Tony, Tony <laughs> goes. Like, Maybe he saw, it's in the commercial on Voodoo. That's what made him think of it. <laughs> it might have been that I, you know, because hey. it kept coming up while we were watching it on Voodoo. I was like, really? You got us already. <laughs> <laughs> I think because I get an email once a week from Voodoo saying, "Hey, these are the new movies we just added." And it was probably just got added, and I was thinking, "Oh, I'll be, what's mm. got me?" You get that? So anyway, yeah. but I may have given them the email address. I don't check. Uh, because I don't like spam going to the email that I do. Well, you check. should check those because it tells you about movies that go. Yeah, yeah but I don't really care. Oh. <laughs> she, doesn't, she doesn't like movies, Jay. So now, <laughs> that's true. That's why she's on the podcast. Good, good thing she has a podcast about movies. So the chief wants to, you can remember back when they were Johnsons, as far as the eye can see. So the chief wants. And even one of them's like, what? <laughs> the chief wants all the undesirables to quit. You can't fire them, they have to quit. And then they share in a sinister laugh. Well, they talk about the fucking shitty new female mayor. Yeah. Too. Because they're shitty. They don't endear themselves very well. What's funny is after this, the chief who becomes commissioner is like a good guy. Yeah. (laughs) He's clearly a bad guy in this, but he becomes a good guy. No explanation. Where Lassard's always been a good guy and Harris is always a bad guy. 
Ferris is just trying to do the best he can. Uh-huh. He just wants to turn out good cops. Uh-huh. So, anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Harris watches as they all get there, and they're doing their dress right, dress and stuff, so more boot camp stuff for me. <laughs> and he gets and hooks his face. I noticed this, that he gets and hooks his face a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, he singles her out. And Mahoney takes this opportunity while, you know, Harris is harassing um, Hooks to find young Kim Cattrall. See, Karen Stanner is like, ooh. And he tells her, stand at attention. All right, eyes forward, don't look at me. All right, ma'am, let's see those thighs. She's like, what? He goes, the thighs, let's see them. Not like a little sexual harassment <laughs> to start the academy. He gets you know a phone mean? number, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just when you think, wow, this movie's going to be that kind of movie. They're like, yep, you goddamn right. Until uh, Harris catches him and... Puts an end to that shenanigans. So Lazar is there and he introduces himself and we see a few, um, you see that he's a few shy, slices shy of a loaf. As in he's, you know, no nice way to put that. So at this point, Leslie's dog comes and starts humping him on the leg. Princess. Princess. <laughs> it's more like a prince to me. Everybody tries to ignore that the dog is humping his leg. So there we are in, in the movie and it is the dog... Sexually assaulting a guy. Yeah. 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 Actually humping. How did they get the dog to do that, okay? Was this, I don't want to know, did they have to spray his leg with something? Or did it just happen and they all just went with it? Yeah. I don't know. You see dogs humping things in a lot in movies, so they've obviously figured out a way to train a dog to do that. They know how to do that. Who's got that job? I don't know. You know what? In the next rom-com bullshit um, (laughs) occupation, I want it to be, I'm in charge of... (laughs) <laughs> training dogs to hump in movies. <laughs> so it needs to take place in Hollywood. Uh, it's better than the boats. All right. All right. And they're off to supply. So Mahoney's... Leslie's a little bit late, so Mahoney comes to Mahoney and says, Hey, where do you get clothes? It's like, hey, see the house right there? That's where you go. That house happens to be the commandant's house. <laughs> oh, shit. So Leslie goes in there, and we're off here. Just kind of wanders around the house. And he yells, Hey, tell him Mahoney sent you. Just at this, you know, earlier, we see Harris points out Banks, Blanks, Copeland, and Martin says, hey, you guys need haircuts. Get out of here. Go get haircuts. Go to the Academy Barber. And first, Martin. Do you think those are wigs? Not Martins. No. Not the other guys. The other guys, maybe. Well, they might have just cut their hair for the scene. That'd be a good thing to have trivia. So okay. Martin's in the chair, and uh, Blanks walks in. He goes, you're going to have to wait for us. And he's like, for big important guys like you, no problem. That's my accent. So okay. That's the best accent you've ever done on the podcast. <laughs> I think it helps that Martin's accent is also fake. <laughs> that checks out. So anyway, so they sit in the chair and the barber gives him the old boot camp buzz yep. cut. Well, he tells him to he take says, it take all off. He says, take it all off. So they so they it all down. So Blanks gets his hair cut. Copeland looks scared as he gets his hair cut. Martin gets in the chair, and he says, just a little bit off the sides. <laughs> you can do that? <laughs> you can do that? Yeah. <laughs> this police academy. Not the, not the, not the army. <laughs> All right. And day one, we're off to a great start. We see there everybody's getting rooms, and everybody's getting acquainted. Mahoney wants to room with Jones, but gets stuck with Tackleberry. <laughs> and um, for some reason, as he's unpacking... Tackleberry has a lot of guns. A lot of guns. Who brings a fucking shitload of guns to the police academy? Why this would they let you? I don't know. Do they check those kind of things? Mm. Harris meets with Copeland and Blanks. I and didn't know that you lived at the police academy. Some police academy. 
It's like they they're doing it like real boot camp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Harris goes in Copeland and Blank's room as they're standing there and they're all pop tall and everything. He's like, "You two men, I need your help." He likes their haircuts. Un- yeah, reading out the undesirables. Next day, Sergeant Callahan, who's um, got a bright future, mm. calls everybody to attention. And Harris, I was honestly surprised after the conversation that they had that one of the people that they're working with is a woman. And she's a... She's a lady cop. She's a and lady she's cop. she's pretty... Ma'am! I'm a ma'am. She sticks around for all the police academies, too. She seems pretty good at her job. Yeah. Minus that indiscretion that we have later, but... We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the only time she does that. <laughs> all right, so we're going to get to that. But Harris tells everybody that they... that. Sergeant Callahan and him are the meanest squad leaders out there. And the meanest reason they got them is because this is the D squad. And the D stands for dirtbags. When you hear me say dirtbags, you can say, yeah, that's us. So he introduces Blanks and Copeland as squad leaders. And they thought they'd finish out the day with a nice leisurely stroll. (laughs) And by leisurely stroll, they're about to run. And... (laughs) Harris starts yelling at um, Barbara. Um, I can show a movie on your butt fat, so <laughs> little offensive to the. But you know it was the eighties. We're gonna go with that a lot, okay? So just disclaimer. <laughs> I'm sorry if this is offensive. It was the eighties. I don't. They people weren't offended then. I don't know. Or they were, but no one gave it. I just don't. I was really little. I don't know why I was watching what the fuck's wrong with my parents I watched this in the 80s (laughs) I was surprised there wasn't an even larger person for them to make fun of in this movie because he's just a little chubby but he's not a fun fact I don't know if it's fun but it's a fact it's in the trivia Hooks is wearing a fat suit this entire movie there's one because part of they were going to do this thing where she lost a bunch of weight during the Academy and was revealed at the end her skinny. There's one scene, and it doesn't say in the trivia which scene it is, where you see skinny hooks, but she's wearing a fat suit this entire movie. Wow, which, as sucks. far as fat suits go, not a very fat fat suit. No. No. So we just call it a pudgy suit. But it's not even pudgy. She the, just looks good. Based on the crawl in the beginning, I expected some rather large people. Yeah. And Tony was like, it's more misfits than... You know, yeah, I would definitely call Hightower large, yeah. but not, yeah. in, that but not in that way. <laughs> He's a big man. Yeah. All right, so we got more PT stuff, and all of a sudden it's nighttime. Harris is walking the halls and smiling, and something for some reason he is. It's like a fifteen-hour day, overtime. Mm-hmm. He hears Jones playing a video game, but there's no video game system. There's no TV on. <laughs> what video uh, game are those oh. sounds from? Uh, oh. Galaga. Nope, incorrect. You're going to have to tell us now. It's Pac-Man. Oh. Sure. But as soon as Harris leaves, he calls him an asshole. <laughs> so next day, we're in the classroom, and for some reason, Harris is writing everything he's saying. Police work yeah, is terrible. important for Oh, I cannot you. handle... The use of the letter R and the number four. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's funny. God, I can't oh, it's so it. funny. Oh. <laughs> and you only write I some hate, words, you only write half I of it. I hate when people s- used to send, because now everybody has everybody like, speech it. to text and mm-hmm. the autocorrect. But they used to send the text messages like that. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, I want to send her a bunch of messages. I'm going right to. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to. It's shorthand. It's perfectly okay. That's used I by writers it. for 
hundreds of years. Hundreds it. of years. I hate it. All right. <laughs> and secretaries use shorthand. When you have to write yeah, fast, it's a perfectly legitimate like real writing. shorthand isn't using the <laughs> using anyway. R instead of R and four instead of four and two instead of two. Yes, it is. All right. Anyway, so Harris harasses Hooks again. I feel bad for Hooks. I wanted to make her my oh. favorite character. Well, because she just took shit the whole fucking movie. Mm. Well, she's so her. quiet. Yeah. He's trying to find her in her rage monster. Well, her. Uh, you can't be a quiet little mouse and be a police officer. You have to be able to show some kind of authority. Well, all right. So Mahoney makes a crack because that's what he does. And here is that they cannot kick. Um, figures out because Harris says, "Oh, Mahoney, we can't kick you out." And he goes, "What do you mean they can't kick you out?" So because he keeps got, he keeps fucking with them. Yeah, he's Harris making a like, crack. Well, so Harris is like, "We can't get rid of you. Can't kick you out." Special case. So. All right. So well, he goes to the commandant. Did, that's when he finds. Did, 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 did. Oh. <clears throat> We're getting to that. Don't you hate when that happens? So anyway, it's like I got to figure out. I got to go talk to the commandant. Which what you do is go talk to the boss. Yeah, sure. And Jones <laughs> fakes the PA system. Which, by the way, every time you hear the PA system in this movie, it's Jones. <laughs> to get Mahoney to go meet with Lassard. Then he sends Lieutenant Harris to the firing range <laughs> for no reason. I think to hope he gets shot. You don't have to well, be just to get him out of there. <laughs> you really got to try to get shot. But anyway. So Mahoney bursts at the commandant's office, and the commandant's like, you can't be in here. He's like, I'll just be a minute. And uh, this is what we learned. And he says, what's your name? Mahoney. And he looks Mahoney. Mahoney. Yeah, you can't quit. We can't fire you. Why not? Lieutenant Reed. Captain Reed. It was funny. As Captain Reed said earlier in the movie that the police academy was 14 weeks of training. And in this scene, Lassard says it's 24 weeks. It's quite a disparity. In the opening scene, he says 14 and 12. Yeah, he does say in 12 his speech. at the same time. I was wondering about that, too. It's like nobody knows how long it is. <laughs> it's like, it could be 12, 14, 20. You know what? Fuck it. So we don't know how long the police academy is. Weeks so is I noticed, But I noticed the 14 and then the 12. I didn't notice the 24. I wonder how many times in here he says something about it and messing well, the I, numbers different every time. I know in the later movies, he's a little bit of... Um, uh, scatterbrain more. He is in this he's too, not but quite as incompetent as this one. Yeah, and this he's a little. And they also that thing where he says like many, 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 many. Word. Mm-hmm. He does it a little bit in this, but as as it goes on, mm-hmm. it starts becoming like yeah. everything he says. Some so. of the jokes in this movie aren't as outlandish or as yeah. drawn out as exaggerated. It's the same gag. It's just yeah. All right, so now we have a PT montage where the confidence course. And somehow Mahoney seems to have ripped his pants, and it looks like Wolverine has gotten yeah. <laughs> shredded. <laughs> It looks like he's so attacked by a shark. He says, I'll, I'll see you. I'll be back right in the day. You'll be back in five <laughs> minutes. Mahoney goes, fuck, I'm deaf. Because he yelled in his ear yeah, with a megaphone. megaphone. There's a few times in this movie where they would be deaf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's a big fake looking brick wall. Everybody's trying to hop over. And Hightower, rather than hopping <laughs> over it, just knocks the wall over. <laughs> Hooks couldn't get over it, though. Nope, yeah. not yet. Tell Hooks like, to run around it. Just go around. <laughs> So Mahoney's at supply and says, hey, you got any brown shoe polish? I got a bunch of it. Who's it for? Tenant Harris. <laughs> Which isn't a lie. <laughs> so Mahoney's back and he goes, look, I got new pants. Just then he grabs his megaphone, puts a bunch of uh, brown shoe polish in it, hands to him. So what does Harris do? Puts it to his mouth and yells at Mahoney. Now he's got the old brown around the mouth, huh? Ha-ha! <laughs> Harmless little joke-ski. All right, so... Harris meets up with Lassard and says, we haven't ruled anybody out yet, but we will. And Lassard's looking at him and sees the, the ring and starts laughing. Harris is fucking oblivious to what's going on. 
So he's like, so something he's must be funny. Too. So he starts laughing too. Like, well, I think it goes back to that original laughter, evil maniacal laugh that the captain had in the. Um, None of the people in those room were captains. There was what a lieutenant, a, commandant, and a chief. The chief, the chief, and his maniacal laugh about getting rid of all the undesirables. Because there's no Johnsons, you see. You got to have Johnsons <laughs> as far as the eye can see. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so we're back to nighttime. Squad leaders are told to take Mahoney on a run until he throws up and then make him run some more. And we get Mahoney running and the squad leaders are behind him being assholes. Just then, Martin comes walking over and he's got a shower cap on and he's got fake boobs. <laughs> he's in a bathrobe. He's in a bathrobe. And he's going over to the women's um, barracks yeah. and Callahan happens to see him. Okay. And she's she's got her hair down a little bit, looking a little angry, <laughs> like she does. She's like, uh. All right, but so she doesn't do anything. <laughs> nope, not yet. So the next day, we're at the range, and they're getting guns. And if they were shooting for shit, they wouldn't get a whiff. Lots of Harley Davidson in this group. Not so many Marlboro Lots men. Lots of lack of ear protection. They have Dude. eye protection a lot, but yeah. they're shoot even the rifles. No, that was a shotgun. You know how loud a fucking protection. shotgun is. Yeah, it was ridiculous. We were like, oh, and that dude's just walking next to him. <laughs> like, don't you? You'd be like, what? Uh, it's a little tinnitus. No big deal. No. Goodness gracious. It's a little anyway, tinnitus among friends. That hasn't happened yet. Because they're they, standing next to each other, just cracking off rounds on both sides. You're fucking deaf by the end yeah. of the day. Anyway, so anyway, Tackleberry pulls out a forty-four fucking Magnum and blows the target all straight to hell. That was funny as shit. Everybody by him is deaf. I yeah. don't care if you're wearing hearing protection or not. You're fucking deaf now. Yeah. That thing is yeah. loud. Harris comes over and he goes, "What is that?" That's a forty-four Magnum. Like, Where'd you get that? I got it from my mom. Can yeah. I Smiles. borrow that? <laughs> sure. And the first thing Harris does is open it up so that he can't shoot again. Yeah. All right, and now we're off. It's DT day for defensive tactics for. Uh, for people who don't know. What DT is, yeah. <laughs> I was right at Carly when I said it. <laughs> and Callahan's there and she's ready to teach how to, you know. And I need a volunteer. Barbara, get up here. Well, I'm not really wanting to. I want you to come at me and attack like you have an imaginary knife. And every time I see the imaginary knife, I think, I oh, think yeah. of a living color. <laughs> Do I have to? Yes. You're attacking me wrong. <laughs> anyway. So he attacks, and she beats the bejesus out of him with some of the worst-looking, oh unbelievable bullshit you've ever seen in your life. She, they like, touches that, him, and he flips over. They do that James Bond yeah. flip with the yeah. arm, and you're just like, oh, God. And then she kind of, like, picks her foot up, and it touches him, and he falls back like she kicked the shit out of him. Yeah. And then she jumps on him like she mounts him, like she's basically sitting on his face now. Yes. Yeah. And she's like, okay, who's next? And every dude. And it's like, Yo! <laughs> And then, ta- and then uh, Mahoney says, we can both go at the same time or something like that. <laughs> so, it's an interesting thing. All right, so we're up for test day number one. Everybody's sitting there looking real hard. They've studied. They know their stuff. Mm. But we've blessed up Mahoney. He busts out the old crayon, slams a bunch down. He's making coloring. He's got balloon animals. I mean, he shit. can't. He wants I don't even know to get kicked out. I don't out. even know why he shows up because they can't fire him and he can't quit, so... I know it is kind of a surprise to me that he keeps and, going and doing all the running and doing all the while, push-ups and after a while I think you're that, kind of just fucking other people's stuff. Well, I feel yeah. like if he, it's probably if you don't take this test, 
then that means you quit. If you don't participate in this, then obviously you're quitting. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. He has to. He has has to go. Okay, way to sew that up, Elaine. Good job. He has to be present. She does. Whether he takes the test, he's sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, that works. All right, so we're back to nighttime. There's a lot of shit going on. This is like fast. This isn't even four minutes of scene here. We got thirty seconds of scene. We got a lot of shit to cover. All right, so now we see it's nighttime again, and Callahan is in there. She's pumping iron in her underwear. I was like, oh god, this whole, all these windows with no blinds. What the fuck? Nobody yeah. is wearing that bra and those shorts and lifting weights in front of a window. You at shut night. your face. <laughs> You shut your face right now. I don't want to well, hear any fucking lies. Those no, shorts are pretty comfortable, yeah, though. But that bra, what? Yeah, no, yeah. it's the wrong bra. I mean, for I know it's weight. the 80s, but come on. <laughs> well, they had sports bras in the 80s, didn't they? Yeah, but she yeah. wasn't wearing sports bras. I know, I'm just a saying. A regular bra. Wouldn't a regular large brassiere there. And then we just keep going past the windows, and this is where we get and the There's so boobs. many naked ladies. Hold on, we're not to the naked ladies and yet. And no blinds. We're not to the naked ladies yet. Would you calm yourselves? Because I want to talk about my man Martin. I cannot. <laughs> Martin is having a threesome in the next room over. <laughs> that man, I was like, ooh, we got some STDs floating around this place. Yeah. Someone's got the herpes on a sibling. He is giving them all gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> and so we switch to the next one and we see butts. Lots mm. of butts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some pretty, some like, some pretty butt dimples. Some pretty butt dimples. And then we see some boobs. Some yep. Ass. Ask chat and all uh, right. Talk. So why? Who's your favorite set of nipples? I'm glad you asked. Why? Um, it's not in the scene. I don't have any. Um, although, yeah, probably for me, it's my question is the way we've designed this dormitory. We're gonna put the showers in the basement. Yeah. Where you can see from the <laughs> ground level through the windows. Now, granted, you have to have like access for fire emergencies in buildings like that. I know why there's like the basement windows, whatever. Frost the glass or something. Yeah, but, something. Yeah. But why is your showers in the basement? It would be at least on the ground floor, but it would be upstairs on the same level as the dormitory. Yeah. yeah. This doesn't make any sense. <sighs> this is what doesn't make sense. Okay. So and then, <laughs> during oh. this movie, Elaine's like, that's amazing. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> then we pan out and see Mahoney watching the ladies in the shower. Maho- and, Mahoney's just kind of sitting Tony there goes, drinking oh, a beer. Don't be creepy. Don't be creepy, <laughs> Mahoney. Like, he was so disappointed in him. <laughs> Mahoney, Mahoney's not really. Mahoney? Mahoney. <laughs> it's not Mahoney that, wouldn't do he's that. He's not that bad. He's just kind of an asshole. And I'm like, I can appreciate that. No, you know, we can smell no, around. No, he sexually harassed Kim Cattrall on the first not day. Not really. That, I'm sorry, is sexual. No. No, 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 it's flirting. It yeah. was still sexual harassment then. It's a, it was a joke. That's the... Th- I know it was a joke, but it's still <laughs> sexual harassment. That's fine. But then he's standing there and Tony was so disappointed. But that is not a joke. That's him drinking a beer and watching girls shower. That's a different so ballgame than let me see your thighs. Like, see, That's the, some peeping Tom yeah. gross shit. You know what's funny is Elaine's like, they wouldn't have a shower there. For me, I'm like... Why is he drinking a beer? He's in the police academy. What, yeah. Where the fuck would he get a beer? To me, that was like, that's amazing. Yeah. That's what took you out of the movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Harris walks up, sees him. All takes those open his... windows took me right out of the movie. Harris takes the me beer. the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it made me pause to write some notes. Harris takes the beer. And then, so Harris, motherfucker, Harris, listen. Harris, Goes to look to have a peep, and as soon as he turns his peepers right on there, it's like they knew, and all the girls start yelling. Yeah, 
And good for them, because that was creepy as fuck. I yeah. agree with Tony. That, that scene was, didn't need to be there. That was too much. That was bad. That was just... An, that re- was just them putting boobs in. Right. For no reason. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> later. Later they do it again. <laughs> well, like, you've never been at a bonfire with boobs. At least this had the purpose of, like, this joke yeah. of Harris getting caught. But it wasn't But funny. there are boobs no. later for no yeah. really. reason. We didn't need any boobs in this Everybody movie. goes to beach... Hold on, we'll get to that. Okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna have a conversation. We need to. We need to power like, through. They should have cut this scene out. Maybe we could have seen that he was having the threesome. Yeah, I but think we didn't need to see the butts and then the like, showers. I didn't need these boobs, but I think these boobs at least had a purpose. The later boobs have no. Purpose all right, at all. enough. You've said that twice. <laughs> it's so, really. Important. I know, but this is. Uh-huh, but we're going to get to that again. You're going to say I the same thing. I just let you interrupt and go on your tangent in my episode. Yeah, but I don't say it four times the same thing. So, now, we're in Harris's office, and he's a meeting with Mahoney. He says, we're going to get you out of here. We're going to call Captain Reed. We're going to get you out of here. You don't want to be here. I don't want you fucking here. We're going to get you out of here. So he's like, great. Want me to dial for you? No, I got this. So he calls, and he gets Captain Reed. Just then, he looks out the window, and he sees Kim Cattrall with some shorty short short shorts. And now he sees those thighs. And he no sees ball. those thighs, and she's like, what do you think? And she he, did say they were supple. Mm-hmm. And and he gives her the, eh. And then, you know, he walked away. They have away. a moment. They he have a, her. what they call a shared moment. He nagged her. He nagged her, yeah. And it worked. It shouldn't have. <laughs> They're flirting. They, Elaine, why do you have to be such a, a, a killjoy on no, this No, I'm sorry. He was flirting, but he mm-hmm. nagged her, and I feel sorry for girls who fall for that it's shit. It's not. It wasn't nagging. They're just joking it around. It was a nag. It's called banter. It's hard. Sometimes it's hard to tell. <laughs> it's called banter. Does it always have to be negative, though? Look. <laughs> yes. Women, no. Women are so... Um, not all women, but... A lot, there's so much self-esteem mixed up in how you look that somebody telling my telling me my thighs are eh, just okay would be no. Not in that situation. All right, in anyway, any situation. So, let me get to, your thighs look great, by the way. Thanks. So, and now Mahoney gets on the phone and goes, Captain Reed, can I get out of here? No? Okay. Hangs up and walks out. Because now he's now, not leaving. He wants to stay with her. <laughs> All right. So now we get there on their first weekend pass. I didn't know they had those, but they were on a weekend pass. That they get to take their guns home with. Yeah. And their badges. Well, most police academies, I don't know, no police academy I know of has you stay there. Uh They do. Like boot camp, so I... Why do they have badges and why do they get to take guns with them home? That's not pick. Okay. Let's not pull those. <laughs> All right. Because it All was right. the 80s and everybody had guns in the so, 80s. So Harris, Harris gets with the squad leader and is like, there's always a party. Find out where the party is. So then uh, the squad leaders, they go and find Leslie Barber. And he's in a room and he's just studying. And they, they, you know, rough up his books. Mm-hmm. They try to throw out the window, but the window wasn't open. Yeah. Which is a funny us. gag. I'm sorry. That's a funny gag. It's like, abuse to books. Yeah. Okay. It's book abuse. <laughs> Which you think I'd be really upset about, but, but I found it funny. You got to pick but, the battles. But the, where the shower is really pisses her off. <laughs> anyway, so... He's like, amazing. I don't know where the party is. I know, right? He's like, ask Mahoney. So Leslie finds Mahoney. He's like, hey, is there a party this weekend? Mahoney's like, yeah, you want to come? And he's like, no. And he's like, oh. All right, I, I, I just need to know wh- where it is. He's like, oh, okay. It's the Blue Oyster Bar. Because <laughs> he knows. Because he knew. And that's it. So Copeland and Blanks. And Leslie didn't try to hide it either. He's like, no, He's I'm not, not coming to the party. I have plans. Yeah. But there are some other people who want to come to the party. So then we cut to <laughs> Copeland and Blanks, and they go into this bar, the Blue Oyster like Bar. Like they own the place. They come walking in. <laughs> and all of a sudden, they see a bunch of guys who are all the cop, not the cop, the, uh, the leather guy from the village the people. The village people, yeah. 
the motorcycles. With their mustaches, yeah. every one of them. Yeah, no, <laughs> has uh, well, chaps and a mustache for some reason. You kind of wonder... It was the late 70s, how, early 80s. Everybody had that mustache. Yeah. But you kind of wonder how normal... How normal was it to see this in a gay bar? Like, is this just what you wore to the gay bar in the 80s, no matter where you were? Because I, I don't know. it's in all these movies, this trope of, like, the motorcycle-looking gay, uh, motorcycle gay dude in the bar. And it's so weird. Like, they all looked like that. I think it's somewhat somewhat true and then so it's weird. straight men you know writing yeah, what they well, think yeah. Is, I know it's what they like, think is funny but I think like there's that. also back then there was an element of this was the only place where they could feel free be themselves yeah. to but be themselves so maybe they in, went a little over the top but they were all in the same kind of getup, which makes me wonder I wonder how widespread that was because I know it was an actual thing but it's become like a movie trope but I just wonder how what, accurate what is the historical well, what's funny information is behind this. I'm so this curious. This scene here proves Carly wrong because she said whenever there's music, it's always... Dun, 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 oh, dun. that and, is And true. this scene, it's... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's the Blue Oyster Bar theme song, which carries through the rest of the Police Academy, right. too. Just and awesome uh, these guys are really good dancers. They, they go for it here, and they start dancing, and they're shaking. And well, they try to leave, and they like, won't let nope. them. Which, and, uh, so now they've... Kidnap these people. Uh-huh. <laughs> and this doesn't look consensual, but we're, we'll get to that. So now, meanwhile, at the real party, <laughs> Hightower's with uh, Mahoney, and he's like, yeah, it was a florist. You know, flowers and shit. Flowers and shit. <laughs> Which I don't know why that was really funny, but he said it, and I yeah, just started laughing for too, no yeah. reason. He's like, flowers and shit. Flowers and shit. Because he's like, a florist? Yeah, flowers and shit, dude. Fun <laughs> fact, uh, Tackleberry, getting down on the saxophone. He can really play the saxophone. <laughs> he can blow. All I right. Ex- I expected that because you don't just. Why would you just? You don't just get down on the saxophone. <laughs> why would he? Well, why be there would you think that of everything? Yeah. <laughs> play guitar. Right. It would have been a tuba. Yeah, Everybody knows anything. that. You go right to the tuba. So, and there's some bad '80s dancing going on in here, and for some reason, whoever the uh, director is is like, focus on butts. Nothing but butts. Because <laughs> there's a good thirty seconds where it's nothing but ass. Mm-hmm. Until we get to the boobs. We're gonna. What is with the boobs? We're gonna get to the boobs. Okay. <laughs> So, let's get to the boobs. Martin is there, and he's dancing, and he takes off his shirt, which I'm sure you didn't see. Because what's next is all the all of his girls take off I their shirts. It. They're going around, the, they're dancing around the campfire like Martin. some kind of... And Tackleberry's losing his mind. He's like, holy like shit. Like they're in some sort of trance. Yes. <laughs> all right, look, have you ever been to a bonfire? Like they did some bad this... LSD, yeah, and now stop. they're on some I have weird been to trip. many a bonfire. <clears throat> and this never happened? No. Are you sure? <laughs> Every bonfire I've gone to bonfires and this shit happens all the time. 100% sure. Look, this is not real. Yes, we do have pillow fights in our underpants, but this will never happen. Oh, God. But (laughs) also, (laughs) I got you. (laughs) Also, best of a placement is fourth girl in. I like girl number two. Okay. (laughs) Because I was like, which boobs are the best boobs? Because now we've been on this podcast too long. I think it was the one with the blue bikini, but it was later. All right, I so like boobs number two. Mahoney and Karen are standing boobs there having chit, having <laughs> having a little chit chat instead of tit chat. Uh-huh. Well, she's, she's like, like, "You want to go for a walk? I don't need to be around all this." He's, he's like, "What?" He's like, "Walk? Oh, walk? Yeah, let's go." Which you know what? He was creepy before, but good on him for leaving the bonfire of boobs. <laughs> 
take like, walk do you with watch, the girl uh, he actually George likes. Sleep with all these women right like here. This looks like it's going to turn into go. an orgy any second. <laughs> yeah, it was the eighties. <laughs> I don't want to watch George happen? and Tackleberry whip out his Tackleberry. Let's <laughs> roll. You don't want to no, see no. what Tackleberry's no. came around in his tackle box? Oh, no, no, Tackleberry, Tackleberry's Tallywhacker. No one, no one got that. God. Oh shit! Anyway, we're back to the There's Blue Oyster. There's a tally in his tackle box. Yeah, there you go. Oh. Back Is it to a the Blue Oyster, and there was more dancing. But now Copeland seems to have grown into this, and he looks like he's having a good time. He's probably in the closet. So we're back at the academy, and we've got some shotguns. It's shotgun training day. Sweet. Harris catches up with Copeland and Blanks, and is like, "Hey, you guys didn't call me this weekend." Oh, uh, well, there was a party, wasn't there? Yeah, there was a party. Well, what happened? Dancing, sir. Mostly dancing. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> Mostly. He's like, it, it didn't get crazy. He's like, yeah, dude. So anyway, <laughs> they hand Hightower. Hightower's up first. Puts on his glasses. No hearing protection. No. Yep. And he's walking through and he's shooting targets with a fucking shotgun. And he does okay. And then uh, Barbara's up next. And he, he's scaring because he's muzzling everybody. He's just pointing his fucking gun at everybody. He walks up and he just accidentally lets one off and it blows this lady with balloons away. And then he turns around That's to face everybody and he ducks on the fucking ground. That's one of the don't shoot yeah. this regular was, person targets. So then he has That's the gun Fucking back. crazy, dude. And Karen's up had next. a heart attack. We don't know if Karen did good or not because they just showed pictures of her shooting, not what she was hitting. Yeah. I'm going to assume she was doing fine. Yeah. She did fine, I'm sure. And Tackleberry's next. And God. <laughs> goes fucking ape shit. He's like, come with me. Uh, an asshole runs in there and just starts shooting up everything. Just and he's shooting action from rolls behind and, and flipping over cars. Like a, you know what? This He would get fired, right? Like, you he's, need to he's not be. He's doing the Terminator. Come with he's me failing at flipping over cars. Like, well, he yeah. fell on his ass when he flipped over. Yeah. And then he had to try like, to get back up. So, let me get this straight. You brought your own guns to the academy. You brought in a 44 fucking Magnum for target practice, and now you do this shit? Get out. Yeah. So, it's nighttime. Very unsafe. And Martin is off for a little menage, if you will. Or we don't know what's on his agenda tonight. Right, he may be going, yeah. He's probably just working his way through the whole dormitory. Yeah. Everybody but Hooks and Karen seems to get action from Martin. He does (laughs) tend to like more than one lady at a time. He does. (laughs) That's yeah, his thing. Well, He's ladies, a lot of man. Ladies, I guess I bet there's a magnum in his tackle box. <laughs> <laughs> ladies, would you sleep with Martin? <laughs> Carly, would you sleep with Mar- Martin here? Are you into that? Uh, I, there was a time <coughs> where I might have been, but not. I've, Good answer. I've never been interested <laughs> in the me. multiple people. Well, if it was a one-on-one situation, ski. <laughs> if it was a one-on-one, but ski, there was a time probably like ten years ago where I probably would have thought. If, you know. if he was into it, you were into it, why not? Two consenting adults, Elaine? With protection. Well, he's got a lot of confidence, <laughs> and he's pretty smooth. So that generally works. So, yeah, you'd but maybe. Okay. May, I don't know. Depends. That's a yes. All right, so he, <laughs> so he knocks on the door, and who opens the door? I like how you think I'm some kind of fucking whore. <laughs> no, you said that, that usually works. I said that That's usually yes. works. That wasn't a yes. Okay. That was a maybe. That was a maybe. <laughs> anyway, it was a light recommend. So mean. I don't know. I should. I don't know. I don't, I don't know about, about his tag box, so I don't know if it'd be a light recommender <laughs> or a strong may. Oh, Could go either shit. way. The ladies keep coming back. They're more than a light. They recommend. would talk. You know, he's not. You know, it's not a twenty-two that he's packing. You know what I mean? <laughs> I Definitely the forty-four. Maybe he's just really good at oral. Maybe. No, well. 
Anyway. And the room falls silent. <laughs> so Callahan, he knocks on Callahan's door. Oh, shit. And he's like, holy shit. And she said, come back here. Brings him in the room. Well, he doesn't knock on her door. He knocks on the same door he went to earlier. And yeah. she's, she's in there. She, she... She set a trap. She yeah. did. She trapped him. It's a honey trap. He didn't go in there mm-hmm. trying to sleep with Callahan. He well, went in there trying to find his regular lady. What's funny about this <laughs> is that he's like all scared and she assaults him. Like sexually assaults him. She throws him on the bed and jumps on him. Well, she's like, what do you think I should do about this? You've been sneaking in here every night. He thinks he's in trouble. And then... She, oh, he is in trouble. They do what I like to refer to as the hibbity-dibbity. <clears throat> And I don't know if at first it was consensual, but the next morning he's walking back and he's, you know, he's a little taken back. If she likes it, it's consensual. (laughs) So if he liked it, he liked it. We learn. It it starts off not okay, but he's kind of into it. So I think it's all right. But he's, yeah, he's staggering back like he can't walk straight the next day. Mm. They never say what, we never really see her walking funny though. It's a bummer. No, it was. We get the impression that she made him walk funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she put it. She put it tone him. <laughs> if you will. The right, hibbity so, dibbity on The hibbity. That's right. Not please with the who would he do with she, she gave him the hibbity and the dibbity. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden he got the flip flopping flying out of there. Oh shit. So now it's, it's verbal flip flopping. It's verbal <laughs> judo day. Oh shit. Harris harasses hooks. Again. Mm-hmm. She's too quiet. He's like, okay. And he I, pretends like I he's a burglar. I understand this. Mm-hmm. She needs to be mm-hmm. more authoritative. Mm-hmm. And she's not scaring or stopping anybody with her, oh, I need you. I need you to stop. <laughs> so, and she yells, he goes, what do you say? She says, don't move. This is a stick up. <laughs> stick up. <laughs> They're like, uh, stick stick up. you need to sit down. <laughs> So Tackleberry's up next, same scenario. So he walks up and he puts his finger gun to the back of Harris's head. And he says, put the stair down before I blow your nuts off, asshole. <laughs> That's not where his nuts are located. And Harris turns yeah. around and goes, Tackleberry, we need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you should be a cop. Neither do I. You're just going to kill people. <laughs> And so, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in the movies. But... <laughs> so now we cut to Martin. And Mahoney having a conversation. He's like, man, I'm in love. And he goes, really? How many girls were there? <laughs> just one. And Mahoney looks dep- upset. He's like, just what? <laughs> he's like, wow, you must really like this one girl. And then he's one. like, I got to ask you something. Every once in a while, you, your accent goes out. And he goes, yeah, my name's really George Martin. <laughs> Fourth generation American. <laughs> I use the accent to get the ladies. I use the accent to get the girls, you know. I've never tried the accent to get the girls. Tony, you ever try a fake accent? Nah. Yeah, probably not. Not to get girls. Yeah. Not to get girls. I've done a fake accent before. But. Just have a fake accent? Yeah. I once spent a whole day at work talking like Rocky. Oh, yeah? Didn't break character the whole time. It's fun. All right. I'm glad I don't work with Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I make work fun. <laughs> so, Blanks and Copeland, um, we want to get back at um, Leslie. So, they get a hooker, like you do. Mm-hmm. This hooker? Because it's time for room inspection. It's an adult film star. This really? hooker comes back for part three. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh. She made an really? impression. Yeah, she mm-hmm. did. Okay. So that, now Leslie walks in his room, and we find the adult film star rolling up a joint. She's so, like, got a light? 
And Even he, though when they brought her in, she was like, I'm kind of nervous in this situation. Then she goes and lights up a joint. Because she was a... Well, she's got to calm down somehow. <laughs> Have a drink. Do something legal. <laughs> she's a hooker. <laughs> so, in a police academy. But you would think if you were the hooker being brought in, you would try to try to act less like a hooker or less do less criminal things. Maybe you're just his girlfriend. We can pretend. I don't know if we're going to call them the hookers. So. You snuck in. Well, it doesn't necessarily have to be a joint. It could have just been a hand-rolled cigarette because that was a thing then, too. True. Yeah. Right. He's I'm like, sure it was a Mahoney, joint. I need help. <laughs> so Mahoney finds her smoking up. <laughs> so Mahoney's like, all right, for some reason this is Mahoney's problem now. Sweet gets her out of the barracks. And, is, and she's and well, he's got he's his, the one that wants to get Well, he's got out. his hand over her mouth at first, and, she's, and he's like, I just like doing weird places. She's like, oh, okay. Why didn't she just say that? <laughs> so they go, and they find... The auditorium, and he puts her in the podium. And he's going to leave her there, but just then he sees Lassard coming in with so some other dignitaries. So what does he do? He jumps, jumps in the in podium. Two. That's a large podium. So Lassard's like, all right, let me give my presentation. And just as the presentation starts, you hear zip. <laughs> and Lassard gets sexually assaulted. through it. <laughs> gets sexually assaulted. Via the, via I can't the, talk my way out of this. Via one. the BJ. Well, <laughs> he kind of gets sexually assaulted. Well, Mahoney is, watches. Yeah, yeah, Mahoney's looking the other way. If you look, he, he, he does, does look once, back once. But still. Yeah. That's not. So, and he's like, that's if you a, see this slide, <laughs> let's everybody just look at this and not talk for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so then he finishes up and he says, we okay. Zip. We're like, oh, okay. Well, maybe I'd like to take everybody over and have and go over to lunch, or maybe have a go have a cigarette, because <laughs> this is back when you smoked after sex. Always, always, it was like a rule. Always. So Lassard was walking away, and he looks back at the podium. Just then, Mahoney pops out. Whoa, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> because Lassard looks at him and is like, huh? Little gay, little gay panic. He he kind of enjoyed his sexual. Kind of. <laughs> Mahoney looks at him. Smiles and goes back in the ponies. <laughs> All right. Mm. So now we find Lassard is bursting into Harris's office. And says, we need to do something about Mahoney. <laughs> Why? What has he done? He did a terrible he, thing. He, he did a terrible <laughs> thing. Well, what did he do? Something bad. Who did he do it to? What? He did something. <laughs> I don't want to tell you. Because <laughs> he doesn't want to tell him that he just got a <clears throat> BJ from a recruit. Yeah, that would be All right. Uh, so now we get more. Uh, uh, Seems can, like a lot of paperwork training lawyers. montage. Yeah, even back then, you keep <laughs> it to yourself. All right. So now, at some reason, at some point in the academy, the cadets are going on ride-alongs with actual police officers. Mahoney gets Captain Harris, which seems like a broad deal for him. Well, he calls him out. Well, Harris mm-hmm. is like, "I'm fucking with you. Come on, you yeah. you did something bad. I don't know what it was, but you did something bad." <laughs> so they take off, and he makes Mahoney run behind the car. Yeah, it through the dirt. Yeah. Through the dirt. It's dumb. So, Tackleberry, we cut to Tackleberry, and who's on his ride-along, and gets out and goes to a call by himself. <laughs> says, can you get my cat out of a tree? And you hear the uh, <gasps> gun cocking. It's the like, sec- second cat killing in the movies in a row, so my movie next has to have dead cats in it. No, yeah. no, it yeah, does not. It's just a thing now. Well, this is Schrodinger's cat. I think, there's a lot of movies you could, I think there's a lot of movies that you could cho- choose that would have dead cats in it. So I'm, I'm telling quick. myself... Officers appear rules. He just shot <coughs> in the, the vicinity down, right. to scare the cat out of the tree. No, he killed the cat. 
There's so no other way that scene She doesn't want to let me have it. <laughs> so we, we cut to Hooks, who's having a hard time directing traffic. Harris is caught in the... Okay. In, uh, in the traffic here. And he just walks up and takes some guy's motorcycle. He goes, get off, get off of there. And jumps on the motorcycle and drives away. He just stole someone's motorcycle. He's like, but, this is for the police, which you see in movies. Which I'm pretty sure you can't do. They're like, I need this car, get out. They do it's, it in movies all the time, and though. I'm like 99% sure that, that you, that's theft. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what you're doing. Even you if sh- you really are using it for you just stole my car. business. You just stole my car. It's just one of those old things. It's like citizen's arrest. And, you know, it's one of those things that's like, I mean... They keep doing it in movies. People yeah. think it's a thing, and it's not a if thing. If the president gets shot, I'm taking your fucking car. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things, yeah. you know, that I'm people sure. exaggerate. I'm sure if the president actually got shot and your car is there, they're probably just going to take it because yeah. they need to get in the hospital. But in most cases, when there's like a bank robbery, a cop's cases, not stealing your car. No. His car is safer. <laughs> yeah. And he the doesn't beast. know your car it may not fucking work in a block, yeah. you know? Yeah. All right. That's so why ha- have radios. Harris gets into a, a car accident, a motorcycle accident, and his head gets stuck up a horse's ass. And we cut back to the academy, because this happened. Mahoney saw it, and he goes to Mahoney. He's like, "You told you didn't tell anybody." He goes, "Not a not soul." A soul. But everybody's laughing, and he knows everybody's laughing. He looks at Callahan, and she's having a hard time keeping her face straight. So they're all shaking and trying. Well, so you know hard what? I would too if my if face. my lieutenant just got his head stuck up a horse's ass and he was being a schmuck to me. I would tell the world. I don't know that. But Mahoney horse. was not the only one there. Hooks was there. There were other people there that could have seen it. Mm-hmm. So maybe Mahoney didn't tell a soul. Because Mahoney yelled, <laughs> get a veterinarian. So this probably would hit the news. There <laughs> are other people present. Poor horse. All right. A cat oh. death and that poor horse. So Hightower wakes up Mahoney now because he needs help. He can't drive. And driving's tomorrow. And so they go to drive. You, Elaine, you want hit that line? First, they have to no. steal a car. Okay. Yes, they do steal a car. So they have to steal a car because why not? So they steal Copeland's car. There's a terrible line when Mahoney agrees to get out of bed. I'm not going to repeat it, but it's terrible. It and I was terrible. real upset. <laughs> I, I had never, I've watched movie a thousand times. Yeah, I never And, I, and I don't remember hearing that line, but she said it. And then I, saw, I heard it. I was like, damn, <laughs> that's fucked it's up. real fucked up. Out of all the fucked up things in this movie, that's but, definitely in the top five. But it was said a lot in the 80s. And I, a lot of 80s movies say it. and it's, I, That's perfectly and it's, true. And it's so funny because uh, you guys are the same way, I'm sure. Every time you watch a movie in the 80s, everybody says it in every 80s movie, and you're just like, oh, it's like a little gasp. And they said it in Monster Squad, you know, which you should listen to. It's not the worst. <laughs> It's not the worst slur in this movie, but no. I just was like, Ugh. No, we're getting to that. Yeah. <laughs> but I was just All right. And it's not like the the gay panic that's in this movie. It was just such a casual aside, and I was like, oh, no. Yep. So they steal Copeland's car, and Hightower doesn't fit. So Mahoney makes a crack. Well, we can always just rip out the seats and sit in the back. So Hightower rips out the seats. He's like, oh, I was joking, but this works. So and they go out driving that night, and Hightower really gets good at driving. And there's a cut scene where it goes from because now the police are chasing Hightower because he's driving a little out of control, mm-hmm. and he's like, "No, no, I'm gonna lose him." So he loses the police, and it cuts right to the next day he's on the track. Um, there's a fun trivia fact here. Yeah, sure, go ahead. The driver that uh, he rear ends, the actor that was supposed to play that driver, was found drunk in his trailer. So that uh, angry driver was played by the director. <laughs> oh wow. Alright. I thought that was a fun fact. I did appreciate when the guy got out and was like, You hit my car! And then saw Hightower and was like, mm, I'm going right back. My car's fine. <laughs> yeah. Because he ran over to him and started yelling in his face, and then he saw how big he was. He's like, Oh, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> well, I, I think we're cool. 
Yeah. So high tower. And in the eighties, mm-hmm. the bumpers were actually made of something. Yeah, <laughs> they were like steel. <laughs> the cars were actually made yeah. of something. The they cars were, were made to survive. The people were not. Yeah. All right. So they cut the dri- high tower kills the driving course, and so now hooks is up, and Copeland's on the line. He's next, and hooks is in there, and she's singing "Santa Claus is Coming to Town." Yeah. So this and is she's taking movie. her time, but she mm-hmm. gets she's doing okay. yeah. all the tracks. And she's doing fine. She's just not going very fast. And mm-hmm. I don't know if there was a speed requirement or yeah. it was a requirement to finish the course. But Harris they just doesn't like her because he or... looks all pissed off the whole time. Like, oh. So then she's done and she runs over Copeland's feet. Copeland calls her a racial slur. A terrible one. A terrible one. Oh, wow. Which and everybody looks at Hightower. Out. They're all the terrible. TV. But I think they should have looked at um, Jones. <laughs> and Hightower came out of nowhere. The change they made for the TV movie doesn't even make sense of why Hightower would have gotten upset. Yeah, Yeah. they changed it to Ninkaboo. They should have just bleeped it out so everybody knew that it was something bad. It was was crazy. I feel like this is one of those slurs that is so bad no one says it anymore. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, if you're, like, like a teenager, you might not even realize what (laughs) that it's... That it's a thing. Got it. So, now, Hightower hears this and gets mad. Comes down. Angry. And angry. Copeland is like, gets in the car to hide. <clears throat> and they're like, Hightower, no. Everyone's like, Hightower, no, 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 no. Oh, like, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> Harris, Hightower, Harris gets in front of him, too, and he pushes Harris out of the way. He don't give a shit. Hightower flips over the police car. Yep. Which, fun fact, um, Andre the Giant did this to someone. Oh, I believe it. Andre, they were harassing Andre. He was at a bar drinking, and they just decided to fuck with a guy who's seven feet tall. Which Smart move. seems like a good idea. And he wasn't in, like, a big car. He was in a small car. He is the Bruce So player. Andre fucking flipped it over. <laughs> I believe it. But uh, Harris is like, if you do this, you're out. If you don't yeah. put that car down, you're out. He kicks him out of the academy. Yep. And Tony goes, you think he could have like made a claim about that? I said in the 80s? No. Yeah. Now? No, oh, now he, yes. he, he'd be <laughs> Hightower's police academy. <laughs> Come visit. But, no, I'm but in the 80s? 80s? No, no he tried, think, but he would th- There's lost. no way you're going to be allowed to flip over a car because he's, someone said something. He's still going to get kicked out. Yeah. But so's so no, is Copeland. Yeah, so yeah. is Copeland. Yeah. Copeland's out, and he's out too. And he's going to sue, and it's going to be all over the news. They're both out, and Hooks is going to sue yeah. and get a, a lot of money. Oh, yeah, it's going to be Hooks. It's not going to be yeah, Hightower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be Hooks' police exactly. academy. You're right. Actually, they'd probably give her a couple million and she'd just be happy. Yeah. I would be too. You can call me whatever yeah. you want. Give me a couple million dollars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So, Copeland and Blanks find Copeland's car and it's all destroyed. So, easy peasy? I don't know. They assume that it was Mahoney. Right. Yeah. So, they confront Mahoney in the cafeteria and they want him to fight. You throw the first punch because whoever throws the first punch is getting thrown out. Yeah. So, they start... They take mashed potatoes, put it on his shirt, and say, come on, Mahoney. He's like, it wasn't me, it was Hightower, go talk to him. Yeah. They're not going to talk to Hightower. Copeland is going nowhere near Hightower. (laughs) So Copeland grabs a bunch of mashed potatoes and says, I'm going to smush this in your face. Just then Barbara slams a tray right in his face. right in his face. And guess what happens? A fight, right. Mm -hmm. All right, so we cut to Harris's office. He wants to know who's responsible. He just wants to know who threw the first punch. Yep. That's all he wants to know. And Blanks is like, it was Barbara, sir. It's like Barbara, and he's like, Mahoney's like, no, it was me. I'm like, is that true? Mm-hmm. Was it you? Blanks, is that true? Yeah, it was Mahoney. Everybody agrees it was Mahoney. Mahoney, you're right in here. Harris loves it. All right. But. So now we're back on patrol, mm-hmm. and Fackler is on patrol, and he's given an apple by the, uh, his patrolling officer there. He says, here, I got you an apple. And he's like, thanks, and throws it out the window like an apple's fucking disgusting. What is wrong with this guy? Apples are delicious. Yeah. I can't wait for this podcast to be over. And I'm going to do apple. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you don't want it right now, you can save it for yeah, later. It's an apple. That's the good apple thing about skin. apples. 
They don't keep as good as like oranges. Oranges no. has the container, yeah, but container. you got to be careful where you put an apple. But. Yeah. But they'll keep. So he throws it out the window and it hits a guy in the head. So the guy turns around and sees a guy with a bag of apples and starts a fight. And then the fight leads to another fight. And the fight riot. So technically, the police started a riot. Mahoney's in there and he's packing up his gear and we hear all cadets in the parking lot as a full in full ride gear. Mahoney has a sad look on his face and he's like, fuck. Because at this point, he really wants to be a cop. Yeah, but you know what he does? He suits up. Tactical suits he sneaks up. Sneaks onto the bus. Nobody's Which isn't hard bus. because they have a helmet with a face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. And the cadets hit the street and they're deployed. To the wrong but street. nothing's going on. Because <laughs> the commandant sent them off to La La Land. Yeah. So, they go through, they're walking around, and we cut the Martin who has a Japanese lady and he's saying some insensitive shit too. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah. my grandfather was in, uh, was in World War II. Maybe some of your family killed him. <laughs> like, yeah, we Holy like, shit, did yeah. he say we that? Like, what? what? <laughs> he says something about Pearl Harbor. Remember and, and... earlier when I said he was smooth? <laughs> he's not in this scene. He's carrying the TV, which we know from earlier is, stolen. is part of the riot. These yeah. are stolen TVs. Yeah. He's just carrying the TV for the lady and talking all the shit about the Japanese people. I was like, wow. And the worst part is I'm like, I don't even know if she's Japanese. Yeah, I was like, maybe Korean or something. But but we're going to let that go. Yeah, we're yeah. just going to get away from that. So, all of a sudden he sees the mob behind him and starts running. He gives a TV to her. I'd have yeah. thrown the TV and fucking hold ass. <laughs> He's a gentleman. He at least gives her her, TV, her stolen like, TV back. I can't carry this for you anymore. You take back your stolen TV. Yeah. I got to go. So he runs and he finds Mahoney and Jones. <laughs> and they start all three of them running. <laughs> and they run into Lasard's car. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> Fine, sorry, might if we get in? <laughs> He's like, how's, how's everything? Not so good. <laughs> and the mob surrounds the police car. Start and the sergeant says, this is Commandant Eric Lassard. If you don't get out of here, mm-hmm. me and my men will have to arrest you. So they start shaking the car. Yep. And Jones says, give me that. And he starts... And everybody scatters. Just then, he hauls ass out of town. And we've got the high tower. Remember high tower? Yeah, he's arranging flowers and shit. Because he's back to being a florist. And shit. And shit. His little shop looks nice. <laughs> it does. So, Copeland's and Blanks are acting all tough. Because there's a bunch of guys behind the gate and they're waving their guns. You want some of this, huh? Just until there's a, a gap in the in the gate. And there's a bad guy. The head bad guy standing there. Who also is a recurring character. He comes back in three. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he just takes their guns. Nothing. He reaches out takes their guns. Just because they're bad cops. Because they're... Bitches. <laughs> it should not be cops. But they are. They're sergeants really quick. Anyway, so we find Leslie's being are chased they? by the mob. Yeah. Because at the end, I was like, we didn't see them. Maybe they got kicked out no, after they, they, oh, yeah. uh, they gave their guns away. <laughs> Go home, Police Academy 3. That's your homework. <laughs> All right, so now the mob is behind Leslie Barber, and it's pandemonium. Dogs and cats are living together. Mass hysteria. <laughs> I'll make <laughs> and yes, you, you can hear it now. Everything's just going crazy. All right, so anyway. Leslie finds the same guys who threw him into the water earlier, and it looks like they're burglaring. They're walking out with TV, mm. and they harass Leslie. Leslie. And I was like, his name is really Leslie Barbara. <laughs> well, Leslie is was oh, no. not always a lady's name. I know. Name. Right. It's just small house sex. When your so, last name is Barbara... Don't name your son Leslie. It's just, it's too much. <laughs> so anyway, so they harass him and they're going to beat his ass. And finally, something snips, clicks in him. You know what I mean, Tony? You ever have that snap? And he beats the shit out of all of them. He does beat the shit and out of them. And then he walks ass. away and it hits him that he just beat up the shit out of all of them. And he's like, holy <laughs> shit. 
They're like, what, are you going to shoot us? He's like, no. But then he gets out the nightstick. And then he tells him to put the furniture back after he beats him up. And they're like, but it's our stuff. And he's like, oh, sorry about that. (laughs) And walks away like a badass. Yep. They're not going to fuck with him anymore. (laughs) Which they did deserve because they destroyed his They threw him in the fucking river in a photo booth. Yes. They needed a shot. They've been harassing him for a long time. Yeah, they needed one right in the kisser. I mean, I'm usually against police brutality, just on GP, but this I'm okay with. (laughs) Okay. All right, so we cut to Callahan, who's looking for Lieutenant Harris, but can't find him. Because what had happened was, Lieutenant Harris got snatched up by the bad guy with the guns. Mm-hmm. And Hooks and Karen, or Hooks and Karen? Yeah, Hooks and Karen <laughs> meet up with her. Mm-hmm. And the gang leader has Harris, and they got him on top of the building. And he's he's fired off some lead. You know, he's also of the Harley Davidson school shooters. He's it's got a lot of bullets. Yeah. No, he doesn't. He's got two six shooters. That's I'm saying he shoots, shoots more than He shoots a lot of bullets. He's got the, the math ima- does not check he's out. He's got that imaginary pull, um, movie gun that doesn't run out of ammo, and yeah. that shit's amazing. He's got Deadpool's bag of ammo. <laughs> the, ma- the bullet math does not check mm-hmm. out. So, Mahoney sees him. He makes his way up. Karen, runs. Gets, Karen gets pinned behind a crate. And, she and he get sees out. her, and he's like, hold on, wait there. I'll save you. Yeah. And for some reason, they all take off their helmets. Yeah. yeah. At one point, I yeah, think, they're all just like throwing them off. As at they one run point, the Martin throws his at the mob. <laughs> if like, I was one of the mob no. guys, I'd have put it on. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So now Mahoney's on the roof and he's trying to find the hostage. Dun dun ta-da! Oh, he finds the bullet casings. No bad guy. Mm. They've moved. He's looking around. Da, 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 da. This does distract the bad guy long enough that Hook says, "There's got to be a back door to this building." And takes off to find it. And Callahan's like, where are you going? Like, she's running away. <laughs> like, where are you going? Get back here. Because she's just abandoned a gunfight. Mm-hmm. What you don't do is leave people in a gunfight. Or does she? Or does she? We're going to get to that. <laughs> she's the hero. <laughs> so, now Mahoney finds our head bad guy. And he's like, freeze! And he's got Harrison. He says, you put your gun down. And he goes, Lieutenant Harris, any any tips? <laughs> nope. 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 Put your gun down, I'm going to blast his head. It's like, okay. So he gives up his gun. So now he puts them both down. Just then, mm-hmm. Hightower comes up, and he's got me two piggies. You shouldn't call cops pigs. That's just disrespectful. And the guy's like, you need to get over here. And he said, like, no, I want to watch you I want to watch you off cops. these pigs. And you shouldn't <laughs> use any of the slurs or disrespectful language in this movie ever mm-hmm. at any time. That's right. <laughs> so he asks Hightower, which one should I kill first? And he walks over to Harrison and goes, I'd shoot this one. He goes, yeah, the old one. But just as he says the old one, Hightower turns around and punches the bejesus out of his dude. <laughs> How hard does he punch him? I'm glad you asked, Carly. He goes through <laughs> the wall, down the stairs. That was pretty good. And, oh, he finds he had a gun in his waistband. But just then, Hooks finds her big girl voice. And what does she say, Tony? Don't move, dirtbag. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Don't move, dirtbag. I was like, dirt dirtbag or dirtball. She dirt does. Bag. This is a recurring thing. She gets her big girl voice, and it's always very effective in the movies. <laughs> it's great. Mm-hmm. But when Hightower showed up on the roof, I was like, he did tell Mahoney to save his life. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he sure, surely did. And Hightower was a good cop. So the music hits, and it's celebration time. I think one of the reasons that we were so very aware of the music was it seemed like every time it started, we went to commercial and then it came back and we had more music. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But not Tackleberry. Tackleberry is very upset. And I was like, what's wrong with him? There was gunplay and he missed it. 
I don't want this guy in a gunfight. No, He's gonna I, shoot. I, me. I don't want him saving me. He might shoot me like Harley Davidson. <laughs> you shot me, <laughs> you shit bird. <laughs> All right. So graduation day. Uh, Captain Reed is there, and he thanks Harris. Um, and the cadets are celebrating. And the Sarge sees two of them kissing, and he's, oh, you two men, stop that right there. And it's like, what's wrong with two dudes just kissing each other? There's nothing wrong. Well, it's not too. And then he fun. sees that it's Melanie and Karen. You're only allowed to do that in the Blue Oyster Bar. Ah, well, and she takes off her hat, and her hair comes down like you couldn't tell it was a girl. Yeah. As soon as she turned around, and by the way, you'd be able to tell by the shape of her ass. <laughs> <laughs> Women's asses are shaped different than men's. Just saying. I don't look at butts that much. Okay. <laughs> but he, they give two special awards. Right. Usually there's no one, no cadet has usually gets these awards, and in this one they have two. It's Hightower and Mahoney. Both get life-saving awards. Yeah. And what's funny and about Harris this... Harris looks pissed. <laughs> is that Lasar is having a hard time getting the medal on, yeah. on Hightower because he doesn't move. <laughs> he's like three feet taller and he's got the big hat, so mm-hmm. he's trying to get the medal over him. So they get their thing and they're like, oh, hey, you're supposed to give a little... um. Speech. Hightower gives the best speech ever. Ever. Carl, you remember the words? Thanks. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> this is a speech I appreciate. <laughs> so the Mahoney comes up and he's he's got papers, you know, folded up and he's like, I want to thank Commandant, Captain, <laughs> President, Jehovah, everybody. <laughs> and all of a sudden you hear <laughs> Payback. He looks over at uh Lassard. Lassard looks away. <laughs> he figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> There's your receipt for the podium podium blowjob incident. Mm. And we roll credits. Dun, 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 dun. No post credit scene though. No post credit scene. They did, that wasn't the thing. The credits weren't even that long. Nope. Well, they it, did a lot of them at the beginning. <laughs> well, this is back in the day. They put them in the front and the back. I know, which was it always throws me off because I'm just not used to it. I'm used to you know three hours of credits. Well, you actually have to do it front and back. They had you had to do it twice, but then they changed it so that you could just do it twice at the end. And it would count. Now I think you can get away once at the end. It's really weird. Well, there's way more credits now than there was then. Yeah, well. <laughs> every movie what did has you CGI. think? Tony! Oh! What movie was this? I actually saved you for last, but I have a feeling. Stepmom. It's not going to matter. Stepmom, okay. Susan Sarandon. <laughs> All right, favorite character? It, I kind of like. It's kind of a tie because I like Tackleberry and Hightower because they're both, you know, Tackleberry's just ridiculous, but it was pretty funny. I also uh, have a tie. Yeah? Yeah. My least favorite character is obviously, you know, is Copeland and Banks. They're just assholes. And uh, just immediately did whatever fucking Harris said. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite scene was the shotgun training. <laughs> when Leslie shoots that lady, just like without even trying it, and then aims it towards the whole group and everybody jumps on the ground. My favorite line I have on my phone, which is... A line from the movie... Yes. And it's going to be it is a good one. Actually. Because it is your favorite. He says, um, Good vamp. <laughs> they all used to be the right color, right height, right weight. And they all had Johnson's Lassard. He says, Johnson's? You know. And he points to his groin. Oh, yes. There were Johnson's as far as the eye can see. And what a lovely sight it was. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's a terrible line. It's it a is. great line. <laughs> They're all terrible lines. There's no really good ones. <laughs> and my favorite tertiary object was, uh, Copeland and Banks, on the bottom of their guns, had name tags with that old plastic name yeah. tag maker thing that they just put on the bottom. Like, that would stay on more than, like, an hour, but still, I thought that was funny. Um, One of this those movie, rotary label makers. <laughs> this movie is uh, is very 
it's kind of a nostalgia thing. I think Elaine has said this about a few of our movies where, you know, if if you're under over or under a certain age, it's going to work for you or not. I'll yay the movie because I like it, but it's definitely... It's a timepiece. It's a timepiece, yeah. So... Carly? Okay. Oh, man, it just turned off. My favorite character was Larvel Jones. It's a good pick. I loved him. Does he come back in the other movies? He's in all of them. Oh, he's my favorite. He's in all of those in Spaceballs, and I think that's all he's done. (laughs) Uh, My least favorite character (laughs) was Tackler. Tackleberry? Tackleberry, whatever his name is. I didn't need him in the movie at all. Not, not, no. I'm thinking Fackler. of Fackler. I'm sorry, my thing must have auto Fackler. It's Doug Fackler. The, the one that The dude whose wife guy. should mm-hmm. be a cop, but he shouldn't. I didn't need him in this movie at all. Yeah, he was not, there's not much for him. He's just a physical. Like, bad. the best thing he did was get regular clothes during the riot so nobody chased him. Like, that was my favorite moment with him <laughs> where you saw him just with the jacket. Like, I'm just a regular dude on the street. <laughs> but I didn't need him in this movie at all. I thought he was useless. Um, my favorite scenes, I think, were the training scenes. Okay. Um, but I don't have any one specific. My favorite line was, Mahoney, remember that nobody screws with me. Well, maybe you'll meet the right girl and all that'll change. <laughs> that was my second favorite line. I'm going to have to go to my third one now. <laughs> And my favorite tertiary object was the fish. <laughs> the large fish. You'll be, I was like, that dies that by the fish end. is dead. <laughs> You're going to be happy to know that that fish comes back. <laughs> In every single Very one of the Very prominent movies. member of the police academy. Yeah, that's like a cast member by the, you know, movie seven. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, you need to watch the rest of these movies. All right. Yay, nay, uh, nay, nay. I'm going to maybe... That's better than I thought you'd do, so okay. It's not as bad as far as all the harassment and the slurs and all that stuff as I thought it was going to be. And it was more fun than I thought it it was going to be. It wasn't as bad as Elaine's movie with the Thanksgiving play. It's, uh... What? Culturally insensitive. Oh, goodness. (laughs) I I liked it more than I liked Cannonball Run. Hey! I think it's... More offensive than Cannonball Run. Oh. Well, I got I gotta stop picking these offensive movies. <laughs> Gotta stay on the eighties, man. About that today. <laughs> I was like, terrible. it's so weird. It's like if John liked it as a kid, then all the offensive shit is okay. But, <laughs> but if well, you pick a 80s. movie with one offensive thing in it now, he'll go bananas. <laughs> It's just because I don't remember, like, a lot of things I didn't even know happened in this movie. I was like, oh, shit. Well, we were talking about that because we were talking about eight, pretty much every 80s movie is like that. I was like, the last time you watch Ghostbusters, like, Peter Venkman's like a sexual predator. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, remember he goes to pick up Dana and she's possessed. So he's like, okay. And he shoots her up with Thorazine. I was like, why do you have Thorazine? <laughs> yeah. Me and John had this argument yeah. the other day because I asked him what his favorite... Uh, Ghostbuster was, and he and said, said Bankman, and yeah. I brought, I like this, and too. I was because there was a poll in a Facebook group I'm in, yeah. and I was like, and Bankman wasn't even near the top, and really, uh, Winston, Winston was Winston number one, was number one. Well, which is cool, and yeah, John was mad, John was mad it wasn't Bankman, and yeah. I said the people in this group don't like Bankman because. He brought drugs to a date. It's, if, if they hate Venkman, then they're all like 25. Like, nobody was voting for Venkman. Yeah. Because yeah. they're all little kids, they're all kids and they're all shocked. No, no. And number yeah. two was that... Uh, Egon? One, no. One no, of, right? 
Egon was number three. Number two was the chick, for, the girl Egon they, from the, they, they from the went, new movie. They went with the new don't, Ghostbusters don't, movie. Don't, oh, God. So what I'm I said saying, was... No, I know, but that your movie list was, is invalid. That movie is dog trash, but, and that list is invalid. Oh, hey, well... <laughs> <laughs> but either way, I'm just saying like that kind of stuff. And when you watch Ghostbusters now, you're like... Because in the beginning, he's flirting with that girl that's a student. And then all there's yeah. just a lot of shit in there. You're like, wow, this is... But then, you know. But whatever. then in the second movie, he says, Viggy, 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 you've been a bad monkey. Yeah. So he makes up for it. Yeah. I like Ghostbusters 2 more, I think. Really? Because. Okay. Because it's more um, cheesy. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey. Tell me how you feel about the movie we just talked about, though. Oh. Okay. I will. My favorite character is a tie between Lieutenant, Lieutenant Harris and Hooks. <laughs> really? <laughs> Just, that is odd. <laughs> I just—I I didn't see that shit. Coming. No, I didn't see that. Lieutenant Harris. I just—I really like Hooks, okay. but Lieutenant Harris—he's playing a character and he's great at it. Yeah, he well, is. Like he's just he's good. The shit out of that it's, character. He's great in Mannequin too. My yeah. least, yeah, he was. Well. With the same character. No, I know. He's—he's he's really good at that character. <laughs> um, my and least, at, and at the end of the day, he's just doing his job. He is he's keeping just Mahoney doing his job. is an asshole. And, and he was an asshole, but he was pretty much an asshole to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And he was he especially was an mean. asshole to hooks. He's for somebody you want he training at mean, the academy. He was mean, but he didn't do any like racial slurs True. or anything like that. True. Okay. And, um, and he could have. And all he right. Well, all right. Good. Good pick. So, yeah. My least favorite character is uh, Karen Thompson, Kim Cattrall. Really? She just was fucking just such a non-entity. To be your leading lady, she was really just like Hooks has more of a character than her, but I she's supposed so. to be, I think the, Hooks leading be the leading lady. That's and Callahan true. has a character. Or Callahan. Kim yeah. Cattrall yeah. is just fucking there to be Gutenberg's girlfriend. Yeah. Which I don't appreciate. Mm. And barely that. And it's barely that. Not and there's the no reason. And on the beach. Yeah. But like, there's really no reason for her to like this dude. No. Except to piss her mom off. Yeah. yeah, like, I just, I'm hey, not into well, it. Well, Carly and Elaine, you'll both be happy to know that she doesn't make any sequels. <laughs> I know. Um, Much like all of his love conquests. They only my, do, after this movie, I think he kills them. Because <laughs> they aren't even wow. talked about after that. <laughs> my favorite scene is terrible, I guess. It's uh, Callahan and Martine. When she takes advantage of him, <laughs> I don't sexual assault. Right. I don't know why I like it, but I've always enjoyed that scene. It's terrible. Well, I'm a terrible person. I admit it. Well, then you should watch three because and she sexually assaults somebody else. Continuing that theme, my favorite line is also terrible because I'm a terrible well, person. Maybe, maybe because uh, he's getting it back. He likes. He it. lies to women, saying yeah. that he's this Latin lover or whatever. And I don't know. All right, but uh, uh, my. My favorite line is also because I'm a terrible person. On the first day, on the run, the first day when Leslie Barber's climbing up the hill on all fours, and uh, Lieutenant Harris says, "I could show a movie on your butt, Fatso." It's terrible, but it makes me laugh. <laughs> Sorry, it's my favorite line. Favorite object? My favorite object is um, the jacket that Fackler puts on during the riot. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> It's a like hideous. The one is that the one he's looking at through the window? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's like, like it's plaid. hideous. <laughs> plaid. It's it's That's hideous hilarious. and funny, and I just love that he nonchalantly is like, you know what? I'm gonna riot. I'm gonna steal a fucking jacket. I'm not a cop. I'm not a cop. <laughs> I'm a snappy dresser. <laughs> it's either right. it's either terrible or genius. 
Yeah, it's a little of both. Considering terrible. it's Only terrible. It's terrible. Because he started but that riot. He also gets to get out. Well, he doesn't but know he's Did he start that riot? Did he subconsciously start that riot just so he could oh, get that shit. snappy jacket? Oh, wow. You're making him a much more dynamic character than yeah, I ever was. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't dig that deep on the back of I'm gonna give I'm gonna give this movie a maybe because it doesn't hold up. It just does not. It sure does. All right. And there's go. just so much of it that's just it's not derogatory, but there's so much offensive, just nonchalantness that it, it was very hard to watch this time. So I think that it's yeah. one of those, if you're under 30, skip it. You should not. Don't yeah, listen to anybody. You don't want this. If you've never seen it before, it's not going to, you're not going to find it funny. It's not going to make you happy. You're you just, but if you've seen it before and you're an older person and you remember it being kind of a fun, satirical comedy, yeah. You can watch it and you'll enjoy it. But if you've never seen it, don't. Don't. You, it's not worth it. It'll just make you angry. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, my favorite character, and there's, there's some things we need to do first. Uh-oh. We're going to take out the peeping on the girls in the shower scene. Mm. If that scene doesn't exist, my favorite character is Mahoney. It's okay if you like peeping Tom Mahoney. No. Peeping Tom Mahoney's creepy. But if you take that scene out, he's my favorite he character. He killed the character for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Takes it, takes Otherwise, him out. I can put up with all this Other than that, shit. he's fine. If, if we're not, if we're leaving that scene in, my favorite character is Hightower. Yeah. yeah. I can see Flowers that. and shit. Yeah. Flips Hightower over cars. Hightower, Hightower awesome. did so well with test audiences that they gave him second billing. And mm-hmm. he was in a lot of the sequels. Not all, I don't think he was in all of them. He might have been in all of them. I don't one, know. But, uh, my least favorite, Copeland and Banks. Yeah. Dicks. Um, my favorite scene... Is Callahan showing um, everybody how to do defensive tactics? She beats up <laughs> Leslie Barber. Nice. <laughs> I don't know why, because it's just so it's ridiculous. Just Everybody's like, "Yo!" But whatever. I thought it was funny. My favorite quote was the Johnson thing, mm. okay. and then it was Carly's quote. She stole from me too. So I'm going. I'm digging deep now and going with "Drop the stereo, asshole!" and blow your goddamn nuts off. Nice. You can have the same favorite line as Tony. No, no, I'm going with that. <laughs> My favorite tertiary object is I the photo booth. I will take the flowers and shit. <laughs> Which one? The photo booth. <laughs> Oh, the big camera? The big camera photo booth. That was cool as shit. That was good. Because there's no tape. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently no power lines or anything that lead to it. Just yank this motherfucker out of the ground. Yeah. I almost went with Don't Move Dirtbag. Because I love that. Even though it's so cliche and it's in all the movies now and it's just... But I just love it. Well, she does it in almost all the movies now. I know. I just like her. (laughs) And I will yay this movie. Because it is fun and you have to remember it's a timepiece and none of the things... All the 80 movies are. The things that are said are not to be hurtful or spiteful or mean. That's just how. Yeah, it's not derogatory. It's they just there's no mean behind it. When yeah. some, you know, there's just well, some it was, of it. <laughs> but it's just well, all right. Jokes. The Copeland thing was yeah. mean, but mm-hmm. you know, when someone's you know, it's not for hurting people. So whatever. Mm-hmm. Carly. Hey! Thanks for listening. <laughs> Please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast. You can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. You can check out our Twitter at unmoviepodcast or our Instagram at unmoviepodcastdocs. Hi, Ben, Nikki, and Aaron. Hey, hey. Hi, Aaron. What's up, Aaron? <laughs> and check out all of our previous episodes and tell your friends to listen in. All right. And then we'll say uh, next week. On the podcast. Is Tony Spick? All right. <coughs> I changed my mind. I don't want you to. Nope. I know. We're, we'll do that later. <laughs> but. So I'm going to. I want to do a, a movie. But 
Okay. There's a movie. It's it's a bunch of movies. But you're gonna pick a TV show instead? No. There's a bunch of movies. Don't open that box. I got some. But fun. I was gonna do the first one. But the third one is a prequel. So okay. I don't know if I should do the third one. Well, you're running out of time. This song's only two minutes Just, long. All right, then I'm gonna do the prequel. Just do I'm whichever gonna, one you want to do. I don't know which one I like more. But either way, I'm gonna do Underworld. Rise of the Lichens. That's the third. third That's one. the third one. Yes. Okay. Oh, Tony's finally gonna make me watch this movie. He's made me watch clips. Okay. Well, I want to do the first one, but I like the third one the most, but, you know, it's kind of a complicated thing. I'm going to write that down so I don't have to send my obligatory, what movie did Tony pick again, text message? <laughs> uh, when I was looking for Halloween sort of dramas to pick, Underworld popped up a couple of, on a couple of lists. What? As movies I could pick, because drama. Don't what? listen, don't listen no, to that. No, I didn't I, pick it. There's so many things come up, and I'm like, what is this for? Because I liked, you know, whatever. It's stupid. All right.